Welcome to Beyond the Shoots is presented by Parasite Systems. I'm your host, Doug Simcox. Hope that you're having a great day, that you're staying safe, and if you are driving while listening to this podcast, please keep both eyes on the on the on the road and both hands on the wheel. Yeah, we want you to be safe. And today, Sam and I, our co-host here, we are recording um, in Pafard, New York. BTC Studios North at the Rawhide Ranch, all set up and ready to go. And today we're going to catch up with some old friends. These uh, these folks I've known for, gosh, I'm going to say pushing 30 years. We met these folks. And I'd like to introduce you to our guest today, Michelle Backless. Hello. Good to have you with us, Michelle. Thank you. It's yeah. good to be here. And her son, Louis Backless. Good to be here, Doug. Boy, you have got a good voice, Lewis. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> I do like this. Okay, um, so, first off, let me say this. Um, sorry we lost Fred this year. Your husband of how many years? And it was uh, 36 years. Actually. Married for 36 years. Yep. My goodness. Long so, time. you were there when he started writing? When he first started? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, no. How, how, how long had, be, had he been riding by the time he met him? You know, actually, Sam? I don't think it had been that long, three or four years. Three probably. or four years, that's three what I was going to say, too. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of his first saddle, like what year was on his first saddle, but um, probably 1982 yeah. would okay. be my guess. 1982. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So, and for our listeners, Fred Backless uh, was a bareback rider. Mm. right oh yeah that was the only event he worked until later in the years when he started roping with you Lewis no. and no actually, roping? He, no he actually people don't know this but dad he rode saddle bronc horses a little bit and a lot of people don't know this he could stick a bull my dad could ride a bull well really? he started yeah. with the bulls he started with bulls yeah okay the so, first rodeo he ever entered I think he said was Attica and you're right he said that he, I, I don't know if I'd say this, but he said he was scared enough that he just he didn't buck off. He wrote he rode his bull. The first bull he ever got on was at Attica, and he rode him a one third or second on him. I think. Oh my goodness! That was Oscar, I believe. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. If I okay. remember the story they told me, yeah. Okay. So let's back up. Let's go way back. Where was Fred born? Oh, he was born in uh, North Tonawanda. North Tonawanda. Mm-hmm. So. Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo area. Yes. Okay. Yes. And grew up there? Yep. And what what was his interest as a young man? You know, horses. Horses. Pizza. Pizza. <laughs> what? Yeah, actually, wait a minute. What? Yes. Pizza. Exactly. Pizza. He wanted to sell pizzas. He wanted to have a restaurant and sell pizzas. You're 100% right. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. And what was the interest in pizza? He well, just he, liked pizza? No, he worked, he worked at a pizzeria, and he became really good friends with the owner, and them two kind of ran it together, and he saw all the money that could be made yeah. with pizzas, and he loved it. Yeah. You know, so... The money. And making the pizzas. And he liked you know? making pizzas. But yeah, Fred liked money, too. Did he? He did. He didn't okay. have much of it, so yeah. Okay, he, okay. And they paid entry fees. So, so yeah. And mm-hmm. and so how old was he when he started making pizzas? 15. 15. He was just, he, you know, 15 or 16. Okay. Just before you would, like, were old enough to get a job. Yeah. And then, um, and work. Because, you know, you, you weren't supposed to work at a certain age. Then it's child labor, you okay, know. Okay, so. okay. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tonawanda. 
Yes. Am I saying that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Lived in town. Mm, kind of the outskirts. Had horses. He had a yes. He had a pony at, yeah. when I met him. Because um, when I met him, he was already rodeoing. So the it's, oh, wait, he had a he had a racehorse. A racehorse. That was a bucking horse. Okay. And uh, I'm trying to go back, boy. Um, he kept that at a friend's house. Uh, when uh, I met him, and he had a pony that he had from when he was uh, four years old. He okay. was four, the pony was two. Okay. And he had a bucking racehorse. Yes. And he had a bucking horse because? Because he loved them. <laughs> so, I mean, did yeah. he have a practice pin and such for the bucking horse? No, no. He, I don't think so. He just had a horse that bucked, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, was oh. Like one of those types. Not of a rodeo bucking horse. Right, right. It just was a, just a racehorse that... Like the buck, I think. And did he but his ins- plan was to get it, it, it to a rodeo because he yeah. took it to one. Oh, we did. Yes. Okay. And so, fifteen, sixteen, making pizzas, got a horse he can't ride because the horse box. And when did he? Was he athletic? Did did he play sports? Oh yeah, he was a well. He was a he swimmer. Was a swimmer. A swimmer. He was a swimmer, and I don't know what division this was, but he still holds a New York State record in swimming. Actually, if you look it up, I don't remember what it was in. In his high school. Like, his, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he still has a record. And it was odd because you he's short, you know, so as a swimmer, it, it went against the grain for him to um, to, to accomplish that. Okay. Yeah, but yeah. if you look at Michael Phelps, he's got that long torso, and Fred had the long torso and the short legs. Right. So yeah. <laughs> It, it, it could be that that makes you cut through the water. I don't know, but okay. And he, he was a swimmer. Great, and he, he had a great coach. He talked about his coach right up to the end. The end. Yeah. You know, it was a just he taught him a lot. That yeah. coach did mm-hmm. on yeah. winning and how to win. On winning. On, on how to okay. win. Yeah. Yes. And and he brought that forward. Is yes. he okay? Okay. So let me back up. Let's describe Fred. How tall? Five seven. Five seven. In in. Top bronc riding shape. What do you weigh? One forty five, one fifty. Okay. His his um his best riding weight was like one forty, one forty five. Yeah. Okay. So fifteen, sixteen, making pizzas, got a horse, and swimming, swam all four years in high school. Mm-hmm. Probably, I, you know, he didn't graduate because he left. Okay. He left school. Okay. Um, what 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 age or what year did he leave school? Probably well. I think he was he seventeen, if I remember him telling it right. Yeah. It would have been his senior year, which probably would have put him in like nineteen seventy nine. Nineteen seventy nine. Okay, and he left to do what? Rodeo. Okay, so in nineteen seventy nine, he says, "I'm going rodeo." Yeah. Well, his 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 family split up. Okay. And okay. Uh, then he found himself, uh, he was, he must have been going to the practice pens at Eddie Phillips' place. Okay. And, um, and kind of honing in on that skill. Mm-hmm. And when his family broke up, he was living in his van. And Fred when, was. Yes. Yeah. And when winter hit, like he was out in the woods, with ponies were tied, his pony was tied to the tree, you know, he's in his van, and it was really cold. So he found a place for his pony and his horse. And he took off to Florida. He just took off to Florida mm-hmm. because he knew it was warmer there. Yeah. Okay, 17 years of age. Probably on yeah. his own. On his own. On his own. When did he meet Ed Phillips, and when did, when did he start 
and why? Why why do you get involved in rodeo? Do you know? Man, that's a tough question because I never really got into asking him like what got him started in it. I know his his dad um, dealt with horses on the racetrack, and he always loved horses. And then it just kind of I don't remember if he saw a rodeo or knew somebody that did it or what, but then uh, he got hooked up with Mr. Phillips there and. And he did horse shows too. Yeah, and then yeah, of course the Attica Rodeo come around, so he probably, you know, and he became involved. He he entered. Okay. You know, in that kind of thing, so yeah. he probably thought this is it. This you know is who else? He also worked for Wasics. Frank Wasik. Frank, yes. Frank Wasik. Do you remember Frank Wasik? I remember Frank some of Wasik. His, some of his old best bulls that there I remember go. came from Wasik. Yep. And it's the second time his name's come up today. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know. And a little on backstory on the Wasics, I was putting on the Ellicottville Rodeo, and John Wasick, Frank's son, came up to me in, in July and said, here, if you want some, want some bulls, let me know. And I thought, eh, you know, got a bunch of Herefords and Angus, you know. He told me where he lived, and I put the card somewhere, and it was snowing in February one day. I didn't have nothing to do, and I looked for hours for that card, and I called him up. He said, yeah, come on up here. And... Uh, I got there, didn't take the trailer or nothing because I knew it would be just a bunch of Herefords and Angus. And <laughs> I walked in the barn, my mouth dropped open. I said, I'll see you tomorrow. I said, how much you want for him? He told me. I said, I'll see you tomorrow. We took two trailer loads of bulls out that next day. Yep. And phenomenal. And he was working for Wasik at, at what age? Oh, very young. He was him very young. young. Yeah. But I remember him telling me, him and what brother, what, what son was it that he was buddies with? I remember they would like they made up a shoe, and they would get on those cows and buck them out into the pasture. He said they would just get on, they would load them up and just get on them out in the pasture, buck them out into the pasture, and. Uh, that was Frankie Jr. Frankie Jr. Yep, and he he said some of them suckers stinking bucked. And he yeah. said they, them cows would buck and the bulls would buck and they were mean and they just that's what he liked doing. He liked doing that stuff. Yeah, and so just. But he trained uh, horses. He, I mean, that, he rode horses for Frank Wasik also. Oh, he did? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Fra- Very young. A young yes. Like 14, 15, before he's making pizza or during that time? Probably during that time. Yeah. During that time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and, you know, these cows, I had a bull come out of there, go to the PBR finals. Monkey yeah. ranch. So, I mean, these weren't, these were mean. Yeah. I mean, when you were loading, you were scared. Is that right? <laughs> okay. So, Monkey Ranch wasn't always mean, though, was he? I kind of remember scratching was, him on the head. Mean. Yeah, He was never mean. That but he had some f- bulls that were tough. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you remember Monkey Ranch? I remember Monkey Ranch. <laughs> I remember Wasik. I yeah. think you had a bull called Backdraft that came from there, too, I think. Backdraft, uh, Untouchable, yep. Flatline. Uh, I mean, not just a handful. Yeah. There was it, a bunch. Yeah. And they worked. Yeah. 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 So, so Fred at 17, I want to pick back up. Fred at 17, he's got a van. Um, family split up, so he's, he's on his own, living in the woods, got his pony tied up to a tree, getting cold. All right. At this point, he's already met Ed Phillips. He's already started to practice with Ed Phillips in the, in the arena. Mm-hmm. And, and he worked with Ed Phillips on what events specifically or events? Mainly bareback. the bareback riding. Was okay. the bareback riding is what he wanted to do. He liked horses. I think he did do some saddle broncs with, with Ed, but mainly it was the bareback riding. And uh, he said Ed was a, was a great coach to him. And uh, 
but he was tough. Like he he was he was tough. He'd tell me stories that he'd be out there riding and he'd go to double grab and Mr. Phillips would come up beside him with a whip and say, Don't you dare double grab, you keep riding. He said, You keep riding. Yeah. And uh he also told me one day when he was out there um out in Mr. Phillips's arena, there was all these big rocks out there in the arena. And my dad went to picking them up and Mr. Phillips says, What are you doing with my rocks? And dad's like, I'm picking them up, throwing them out here. He goes, Don't you dare do that. He says, Those rocks are called try. He says, you'll get bucked off and hit them one time. You won't ever get bucked off again. Really? And Fred got bucked off once, and that was the last time he ever got bucked off. Really? Mm-hmm. Into the rocks, onto into the rocks. rocks. Yeah. yeah, he said they were rocks. He said they weren't little. <laughs> they were big rocks out there. That's some motivations, what that is. Yeah, that's old school, too, I guess. Oh, I mean, man, I guess so. And, and it, bareback riding just fit him. Just fit him. Just fit him. He enjoyed oh, he doing it. He was built for He it. was built, yeah. He was... Yeah. Dad at a hundred and if that was if his riding was one hundred forty, it wasn't like he was just a little guy. Like he yeah. was, you remember Dad? He was mm-hmm. fit. That guy was. He strong. was fit, very strong. A lot and he of didn't have hands. He had paws. Yeah. Okay. You know, okay. He didn't, yeah. He was yeah. tough. Yeah. And so seventeen, getting cold, says I need to go south. So finds a place for the horse, packs it up, and goes to Florida. Now, at this point, he'd already been to Attica, already placed in the bull riding, mm-hmm. bronc riding, and all that sort of thing. Had already done that. Was he rodeoing much around that at 17 before he left? I don't think so. I don't remember him. I think he went to like the local rodeos, a couple of the local ones, but I don't remember him like saying he really hit it hard. No, and there really wasn't a lot to go to. To go to. Yeah. You know, there yeah. was a handful. Yeah. And, uh, so I'm sure he didn't go to a whole lot. How mm-hmm. old was Fred when you when you met him and he came around? He was he was probably about eighteen or nineteen. Okay, it okay. was probably down in Florida. You actually. met him in Florida. I actually. would imagine because I went to college, and when I left college, I went to Florida. So that would have been about seventy nine or eighty. Okay, okay. So he goes to Florida because it's warmer. And there's more rodeos. More rodeos. And, and that was on his mind, rodeos. That's yep. it. Okay. Yeah. And so he knew specifically in Florida where he was going to go? Yes. And that was? Rodeos. Yes. Where Where in? I mean, did he have a town he, in mind? No, he didn't. I he think went, he just went and just started looking for rodeos and finding them. And, and then I think he was in Georgia... Where did he meet Johnny? Alabama. Alabama. So he was going to rodeos. Work. I think he was going to rodeos on his way to Florida, wherever he could find them. Yeah. And he met a kid named Johnny. What was Johnny's Elmore. last? Elmore. Elmore. And remember him? Johnny was. I think was the first person that actually um, like said be- something to my dad, like befriended him. Yeah. Um, and then uh, he told Fred about a rodeo down in Georgia or whatever. Why don't you come down? And then Dad went to it, and I think that was the first one he won. Well, he cannot, yes, that was Alabama. Alabama? Yep. Okay. Now, if I'm correct, didn't Johnny pass away in a car accident? Yes, he did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Dad and, told that story a lot. And and Johnny rode what event? Bareback horses. Bareback horses. And so did they begin to travel a bit? Yes. Yep. Okay. They became pretty good friends. He, he always said him and Johnny were kind of like, they kind of, their lives like paralleled with each other. Um, Johnny was... I think now by this time, though, when they really became good friends, he met you. Because I remember him saying that Johnny was getting married to, 
Another girl named Michelle. The main name Michelle, and then you and Dad met. Um, we met in eighty. We met in eighty um, four eighty five because we were married in eighty six. Yeah. And See, I met I met I met him in um, August. Had a ring by September. We were married by June. Oh my. Yeah. Okay. Because he wasn't gonna stay home, and I wasn't gonna not go with him. So you're living up here. Mm-hmm. Where were you living at the time? Here. Here. Mm-hmm. Rochester. Well, Rochester. Rochester. Yes. Rochester proper? I mean, in town? No. Farms? Oh, oh, in the outskirts. In the outskirts. Yeah. We, did you grow up with horses and such? Mm, somewhat, yes. Okay. And how'd you find Rodeo to find Fred? Well, I went to Attica first. Okay. Kind of briefly met him, but... Not really, and then I, <laughs> then I was at uh, um, Leo G's. I was at Leo G's in Lawrenceville, Pennsylvania. Okay. And that's where I officially met him. Yeah. And um, he asked me for my phone number. In August. In August. Of 1986. 85. 85. And you got a ring in September. September on of, my birthday. Of. 85. 85. Okay. And you were married? In 80, in, by June of 86. By June of 86. Okay. Yeah. So you were engaged for a bit. And and he was out and about? I mean, not, yes, not he for was, very long, right? Yeah, oh, he was traveling. Yeah. So, and he didn't he didn't like leaving me behind. Okay. So um, And he wasn't going to have me travel with him without being married. Okay. So June of 86, time to go. You need to get, you need to jump in. We got to go. We got rodeos to go do, right? We're married. And he had already been out and going, right? And He's, winning. And winning. Mm-hmm. And, and stayed in Florida for how long? He, uh, Fred, before he met you, he headed to Florida. How long was he in Flo- uh, in Florida riding? Well, here's the thing. Yeah. He, as long as the rodeos were, were there. So the winter months. Okay. Because that was his living. Yeah. Um, so he just wherever the rodeos were opened up, and in whatever given month or or time of year, that's when that's when wow. he was there. And, and as cowboys from this area, we were kind of snowbirds. Mm-hmm. We'd go down there November to May, mm-hmm. and uh, where he was at, you could ride. They had a practice every Wednesday, mm-hmm. in a rodeo. Um, you could go almost every weekend somewhere. Okay. There was something going on. And, and uh, even during the week. Yeah, but not a lot. You know, they, yeah. they had to practice there during the week. Yeah. And uh, which helped me a lot because when I went down there and rode and then I came back up here, I thought, what, what, what's with these guys? You know, they were as good as I am and they were so far behind because I never stopped. I see. You know, I just I kept see. riding and riding. And it made all the difference. Yeah. And uh, it was that way for him, too, I'm sure. Yes. So. Uh, and to be clear, this was his livelihood. This, this was, was his job. That's the one thing about my dad that I could say. Like, he was, there was no, he was a cowboy on the weekend. Dad was a cowboy, like, complete. You know, yeah. horses were his thing. Bucking horses, that was his calling. Yeah. He had two. He, he used to say he had two. He had two decisions. He was either going to be an island hopper, I think he said, because he loved the water, or he was going to ride bucking horses. 
because he loved the water. And he went with the bucking horses. Completely different. Yeah, completely <laughs> different. Completely different. Well, we knew he could swim, so that makes sense on the island hopper. But um, bucking horses, absolutely. Full time. Not a lot of cowboys at that point are making their living full time rodeoing. Mm-hmm. So primarily East Coast, up and down the East Coast. IPRA, APRA, PRCA, even back then? Yep. Okay. Um, go ahead. Well, back, back in that time, um, to do PRCA and you IRA you was... You You're right. No, and, and actually, he would still do it, Yeah. but they were hard on him. It was okay. very harsh because they, especially IPRA, they took a burn to you if you were a PRCA guy. Um there was a stigma yeah with that and there were fines right and yes until well, no. oh uh, no you there? couldn't you couldn't do it legally because right. they wouldn't let you cross over the prca if you had a prca card you couldn't ride in any other association and i don't know when fred bought his card but that ended about 85 where they got sued for the right to work okay the prca right. did right. prca got sued for the right to work so that ended yeah. Now that really made it hard on contestants that went both ways because yeah. now they're already mad at them because they got sued and here's these guys coming in that haven't been in here before and yes. it, it was very political and uh, difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, like with him until '85, guys used to try to do it before and use different names, but PRCA got smart, got had to give them their social security number, so there was no way of skirting around the issue anymore either you did it or you didn't yeah and uh and he had to he had to ride the multiple associations get enough rodeos right did he ever contemplate uh when you guys did he ever contemplate going west and and trying it a little bit further afield he did eventually like he rodeoed all over i mean i remember when i was four years old he was he entered he was entered at the cheyenne frontier days 100th anniversary i remember being there with them and being down in El Paso, I remember going down there, and yeah, he rodeoed everywhere. Oh wow! Yeah, when okay. he when he was in his prime, he went everywhere. Yeah. Actually, his goal he wanted to make the NFR, and he was in the top, I think, fifteen, the year that we got married. And at one of Dave Martin's rodeos, he broke his leg. You know, he separated his ankle from his his leg, and he was he was doing quite well. Was it know? the year he got married, or was it when I was born? Mm-mm. No, it was the year we got married. 1986. Mm-hmm. Yeah, See what that does was, to you? Yeah. It, it, yeah, and, and you know, I had a horse, you know, and, and I wanted to run barrels, and or so I thought, you know, and, yeah. and, and he wanted to make me happy and and uh, let me and have a piece of that, too. And, yeah. And that slowed him down a lot. It did. Oh, yes. Because yeah. now you got to have a truck and trailer and exactly. haul at least one horse. And when you're married, the guys don't want to travel with you know the yeah. wives in there you know it just makes things a little more tricky sure and so a lot of that it, it, it factored in it did. it's a lot harder to go without all the guys chipping in gas and yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, all that stuff and um so he sacrificed a lot yeah. getting married you yeah. know i don't want to say I, I ruined it for him but in reality I, you know, he made I his choices did. right made his life better yeah of course it did <laughs> of course it did no doubt and he was and he Just knew that <laughs> he knew that yes and so you were you were hauling at the same time you were barrel racing i wasn't that was the thing you did i hadn't no no Mm-mm. but you started barrel racing yes then. okay 
Yeah. Okay. So and, and he brought that into fruitation. Yeah. Like, I had a horse, you know, you and he drowned it. You know, it drowned. Um. <laughs> that was a nice horse too. I no, loved my horse. Oh no, wait a minute, back up. I don't know this story. <laughs> no. You had a horse. You might not want to know this story. <laughs> Everybody knows this story. I, well, more are going to learn this story, I think. So you had a horse, barrel racing horse. No, not no. yet. But that was what I was I was aiming for, and I trained it myself. And I and it was before I met Fred, you know. So mm. and and he he kind of came in and was teaching me to to be a better rider and yeah. stuff. And he was he was able to bring that horse further along than I had because I didn't have the the knowledge. Sure. But um, and he surely did. Well. But then he was riding her, he took her into the, the canal where he'd been a million times with a bunch of other different horses, and this horse just didn't swim. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it's the same year, you know, our first year, it was our first year getting yeah. married. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Oh, my. <laughs> that oh. went over real big. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and, then, <laughs> and then he felt bad, obviously, you know, he felt yeah. bad about well, that. Well, you, you, you got to make it, you got to explain it, like, he didn't just ride his horse into the drink and like just left it out there. I mean, no. this this sucker like when it got in there, it just freaked. It, okay. it just freaked, and okay. instead of swimming, it just went under. Oh my! And he was trying to get it out, yes. and it just it was striking and kicking and just kicked him just in the head. Kicked I him mean, in the head, was, and it just went under, and that was it oh was my. an accident. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, obviously, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Well. You were talking about a name, Dave Mentier, but uh, when Dave and Laney had found out that my horse had drowned, they felt so bad, you know, and they, they really loved Freddie a lot. Yeah. And um, Dave happened to have a horse that he had brought to a fraternity and had broken his leg, and he just didn't get along with this horse, and he offered it to me. Okay. So um, I went and bought that horse, Yeah. and she was ready to at least get seasoned. Yeah. So, you know, that put me in the game. Okay. And at this point, you're living where? In the van. In the van still. Yes. And you're going wherever the action is. Yes. Right? And so you're out full time. Yes. Full time. Full time. And you got a horse. Yes. So now a little more <laughs> complex. Where can I stay tonight? Yes. Probably no more in a motel parking lot or anything. I'm going to have to find some place where I can, we can at least tie the horse to the trailer. Right. Always. Always. Yeah. Always. Always. And back in those days, what every five six hours you wanted to unload and yep. let them walk and leg up just a little bit, yep. right? Stretch mm -hmm. them. Um, but full time. Yes. I mean, twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. All the time. All the time. And a horse compounded it. Yeah, you're yeah. right. The horse made it way trickier, you yeah. know, to yeah. have. Yeah. It slowed us down. Slowed us down. Yeah. Okay. Well, then uh, I'd like to go back a little bit. Do it. When, uh, Fred was traveling, you know, he was courting Michelle, and mm -hmm. he asked me, he says, I want to buy her flowers. I said, you want to what? He said, <laughs> and, you know, he said, I want to buy her flowers, and, you know, at that time, we didn't do that stuff, you know, I've never right. bought anybody flowers, right. you know, right. and uh, he says, well, I said, well, if that's what you want to do, do it, you yeah. know, yeah. and uh, you have to know Fred, for him to buy something, he was, <laughs> it, it was, it was a, it was a job to him, yeah. Yeah. so uh, yeah. he, he, I guess he bought her flowers, did you ever get roses, I said, if you're going to do it, do it right, get yeah. her roses, get and do it roses. right, yeah. so I, I don't know if you ever got them, I did, but, uh, and then he talked barrel racing with me, okay, okay, 
And he said, you know, she's telling me to stay away from the barrel, but I want to get as close as I can so that the horse gets used to getting very close. And the only advice I gave him was, Fred, you don't know nothing about barrel racing. I don't know nothing about barrel racing. We don't want to learn if we want to stay married. Right. Okay? Right. So let them do what they want to do. Okay. I don't know if he took it to heart, but he... No, but uh, I wish he had. Because, <laughs> you know, that, that's, you know, it's like anything. It's not your expertise, right. you know. Right. I knew bronc riding. Right. I didn't know barrel racing. Know I didn't want to learn. Yeah. And uh, yeah. now... You know, I can film it. I learned that a few years ago, but that's about it. Right. <laughs> so, so Fred was frugal. That's a good way of describing. Frugal, it. Fred. Frugal. Yeah. Let's put it yeah. this way: those flowers I got, yeah, were the last ones I got. Okay. <laughs> you, and you, you did get them, them though. I you did. did I'm them. impressed. You did get them, but yeah. you know what, too? What? I think if you went, if we went in his wallet, you would still find the piece of paper with her phone number on it. He kept Actually, that phone number in his wallet. The original oh, wow. phone number. The original phone in, number. Yeah, yeah I. Um, so sweet. Yeah. So sweet. And and I understand the frugality. If you're out on the road full time, your living is rodeo, right? Hauling a horse, fuel, expenses, all of that. And when I'm not rodeo and I got to eat, I got to have a place to stay. Okay, I know where you're going with this, Pensacola, okay. Florida. Yeah. Okay? okay. For instance. Okay. He uh. I was just new to the whole road thing and being in the van. It was cool. I, yeah. you know, until yeah. he says to me, he says, I need to place at this rodeo or I'm not going to have fees. Can you hear? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm not gonna, I'm not going to have fees. There you go. And, yeah. um, and I, I thought, Oh, okay. You know? Um, and he didn't place. He didn't place. He did not place. Okay. And so he pulls out <laughs> he pulls out this jug, like those liter jugs, and yeah. it was filled with pennies. Yeah. And he said, here, he goes, start taking these pennies out and counting them. And I was like, why? He's like, so we can, because so we need gas, and we need to get to the next rodeo, and I need, and I said, what? I was like, don't you have a credit card or something? Yeah. He's like, no. No. No, and so the that was the dawn of a. I thought, oh my gosh, he's not kidding. This is all we have is this liter of pennies. Yep. That's it. Yep. You know, and and Thanksgiving we went to um, <laughs> we went to Kentucky Fried Chicken and literally split an order of um, McLittles. Yeah. And do you remember those? Yeah. At Kentucky yeah. Fried Chicken. Yeah. yeah. For yeah. Thanksgiving. Okay. I mean, so. When he said he didn't have any money for, he wasn't just yeah. kidding. Yeah. And I thought, oh my gosh, what have I done? Yeah. You know, no wonder my dad was like, are you sure? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you counted the pennies. How many pennies were in the jug? Michelle? I don't remember. You're yeah. asking. That was a long, long time, time ago. ago. Enough to put gas Enough in Enough to get us where we were going. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And in those days, and Mike Swearingen tells the story, I mean, you figure out how to do it when you're broke. Yes. Right. And you might say to the secretary, you got to spot me. I, I don't have the entry fee. You know, if we win, we're going to pay it off and I'm good for it. So back in those days that that happened. Um, but being that close and that tight all the time where you just had to watch everything. Can't drive too far out of the way because that's going to use fuel. Exactly. You bet. Oh, yeah. Dad was very strict about that stuff. Mm -hmm. And he would. 
he would drive that truck till it ran out. Of, he would pass the gas station if it was a penny cheaper up the road. Yeah. And run out. And run out, and you'd have to push it. Yeah. And have to yeah. walk. All of his traveling yeah. buddies also used to say that he would stink and drive by a gas station just because it was a penny cheaper a half a mile up the road, and we'd have to push the car or whatever. <laughs> to the side. But, yeah, because he learned, you know, Dad was really good at, like, you know, he knew you had to pinch it when you could. You bet. You got to you when you're doing that. And he was so, willing to do that, mm-hmm. willing to make that sacrifice. A penny's a penny. Because he wanted to rodeo. Yep. Absolutely. Or worse, I'd be like, honey, I need to go to the restroom. And um, he'd, he'd be like, too bad. You should have thought of about that at the last stop because I just passed 10 semis and I'm not doing it again. Yeah. And I'd be like, okay. And he seriously wouldn't. Yeah. You know, so. We got to go. Got to yeah. go. Anytime you stopped, man, you just took advantage of that moment because. Yeah. <laughs> get everything done that can be done. You didn't know if you were going to get another one. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that was life on the road. I mean, it, it's. And, and not that terribly long ago, when you think about it in history, mid, mid-80s, we're out there, he's making a, making a living. And how many, years, how many years did he do it that way? You mean out of the van? Out of the van, where we're full-time. Well, we, we, bought, we bought property in uh, 1991, and then we had a home. Yeah. With a mailbox. So prior to that, you're still on the road from yes. 86 to 91. Mm-hmm. Five years on the road, right? Mm-hmm. And in that time, he's riding really good. Mm-hmm. Really good. Really good. He was making a name for himself. Okay. Making enough money, you were comfortable on the road, going down the road easy? Yes. Yeah. And APRA, IPRA for sure. Not yep. so much IPRA. Not so he much IPRA. That, he did that for a while, like the, maybe the first year I met him. But then he wanted to go, he stuck with the PRCA. PRCA. Mm-hmm. And the APRA, would they let you ride PRCA oh, and yeah. APRA? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when, oh, yeah. Once they got sued, they'd let. Oh, after then, they got sued, though. Yeah. And that was late 80s they got sued? I think sued? like 85. 85, okay. In there. Okay. Somewhere. So always true to the APRA. Yes. He, right? Mm-hmm. So more regionally, more locally. Um, Especially when we got a place and stuff. And with Holly, my horse, it was better to stay closer to home. Yeah. You know, it just yeah. was it, it just was financially more sound. And home was? Warsaw, New York. Warsaw. Still the mm-hmm. place you're on now? Mm-hmm. Okay. How many acres? 56. 56. Woods, deer. I remember him telling me about riding a horse and hunting deer. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely. Um, so in in 92, you got a house, got a mailbox um, and he stays then more at home, less traveling. You guys more, more locally. Yes. OK. And would he still put big runs together and go? Oh, yeah. yes. OK. We'd still go to Florida in the wintertime. You did. Yes. OK. Yep. Until Lewis was about... 10. I think the first 10 years of my life, we spent it going to... Every winter was in Florida, I think. At least 10 to 8. Hmm. Maybe. And when were you born, Lewis? 92. 1992. So when you bought the house, that have something to do with it? Yes. We're going to have a baby. We need a house. Oh, no. no. We got the place first. Got the place first. Okay. Okay. Because we, you know, um, I was going to be 30. 
Yeah. I figured it's time to start a family, yeah. you know? Yeah. So we yeah. did find, and a place came up that he absolutely loved, you know? Okay. Need a lot of work. Need a lot of but work. But it was his thing, you know? Okay. He wanted to, ha- see, he wanted to have a, um, a place for the orphan kids, like for orphan orphan kids to come down and like ride and and there was a there was a lake on this place and he thought he could turn it into a camp for kids mm-hmm. oh wow yeah. dad had a huge heart for for, for kids. kids okay huge heart for kids and that was his that was what he wanted um it didn't it didn't come to fruitation because right. there's too many legalities in new york okay you know? okay you had to have okay. a, like a nurse on staff and Special bathrooms, we couldn't afford that. Sure, life gets in the way too. Yeah, mm-hmm. life gets in the way. It does absolutely. But later on, it did kind of come around to that. We've got so many kids and young people that come out now and mm-hmm. and want to learn how to ride bulls or just, I mean, just it's nonstop every weekend. There's there's all kinds of young people that come out yes. to the ranch now. Okay, so that, we just found another way around it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So s- still riding full time. That's his main living. Yes. Right? Messing around on the farm. Well, he trained horses. Trained horses. He was a trainer. Okay. Yeah. So he'd always have horses around mm-hmm. that he was training yes. for other people. Yes. So he had some income there. Mm-hmm. Okay. And did he trade horses? I mean, would he buy and train and sell? Not, Not so really. much. No. Once in a while. It was like very spotty. Okay. When he would do that. Mainly it was the horse training. That was his. That was what he would do. And Freddie knew how to make money. On just about anything, yeah. okay. you know, selling saddles here and there, you know, just he'd pick up a good deal if it was a horse and then he'd, he'd ride it for a while and then sell it. But that wasn't his, his main thing, mm-hmm. you know, um, training for other people, you know, kind of. Yeah. And Puts dad it. was like, I don't care who's listening. I've never seen anybody that could train a horse as good as my dad could. Like yeah. that guy was gifted with, with knowing how to handle a horse and just. I don't know. They just connected. They respected him and he respected them. And they, they just, he would get them horses. I don't know. It's hard to explain it, but he was just so good with a horse. He was good at fixing problems. He was good at fixing problems. And everybody sent him horses that were problems. He would get, which he didn't like that. Yeah. And I felt bad for him at that because he, (laughs) he would get, he would get horses that would get sent to him because he's the big world champion bareback rider, you know, the bronc rider. He'd get horses that had been to, you know, two or three trainers that were just so blown up. And I mean, outlaws and, um, but I've never seen, I don't think I ever saw a horse come in that did not leave changed. Yes. Yep. Better broke. All right. So still to breaking horses, got some income there. You're born in 1992. Um, you travel, you guys travel still together until it's time to go to school. Homeschooled. You were homeschooled. I was homeschooled because they were rodeoing. Okay. So yeah, going to school and having me having to go to school and them having a rodeo wasn't going to work. So um, yeah, living in the in the van, mom would teach me in the van sometimes, and so yeah, I had the best childhood life anybody could ever ask for. On the road, a on lot the, of on the road, a lot of on the road, but it was great. It was so great, and. He would go out, though. When did he start traveling then with Kelly? Kelly came before... Kelly was there before me. Oh, he was? I believe so, yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Kephas. Kephas. Uh-huh. <laughs> Kelly always says, uh-huh. uh-huh. 
he's listening to this, he's going to yell at me for saying that, doing that, but hey. But he and uh, Fred and Kelly traveled a bunch. Mm -hmm. They did. They traveled a bunch. Um, Kelly was the only one that wanted to put up with him. Yeah? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Just ask him. Yeah. You better, better, he probably learned pretty quickly, you better, you better, better go to the bathroom while you stop, because we aren't stopping again. Kelly Page could offer a lot of stories that I won't. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) A lot of good ones. A lot of good yeah. ones. We should get him on for this. Oh, Absolutely. yeah. If you, if you do, I definitely want to be there for that. You have to ask him about the whitewater rafting trip that him and Dad went on. Okay. With, and, Without and Rus- rafts. And Rusty McRae was on there, too. Rusty McRae. Yes. Joel. Krushka. Uh, Krushka. Krushka. Yes. It's awesome on that. Okay. So let's get to some of Fred's accomplishment. Qualified hundreds of years Third. for the American Finals Rodeo. How many championships? 13 consecutively, I think. Oh, maybe one was, no, all 13 were consecutive. And one all around. Yep. And that was back, back then. I was, I was talking to somebody about this the other day because I was at, I went to Attica this past, this past um, August and I was looking around and I was like, man, back when I was a kid though, and all the rodeos around here, back when I was a kid, them back pens behind the chutes. Bareback rigging, sad, bronc saddles, bull ropes. There was not a spot left where you could, you know, to hang stuff. And then, like, when I go now, it's open. You know, you can hang your rigging or whatever. Back in the day when Dad won all those titles, it wasn't like they were struggling to fill a performance. There was slack in every single yeah, event. Yeah. And all them guys back then were tough, and yeah. they rode. You had to be good yeah. to win it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, th- those were the days where... You had to be a you had to be a rough stock rider yeah. back then to, to do it. You bet. Yeah, like Sam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So thirteen consecutive in the APRA. APRA. Yeah. APRA, and at the same time he's still riding PRCA. Mm-hmm. Qualified for the circuit finals a number of times. Yes. He didn't really do the northeast circuit, uh, the first frontier circuit though. He 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 preferred the southeast region, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Okay. That's yes. where he wanted to go. The most for a circuit finals. Yeah, yeah. for yeah. a circuit finals. But he so, did he did qualify up up north. What did they call it? Pocatello. Oh, Pocatello. Yeah, he. he oh, made he Pocatello. went to Idaho. Yeah, he oh, went yeah. there a couple times. Yeah. So there. okay, so let's back up. He. I think he did. I I know the one year, I went the first two years they had that, and then they made you go to fifteen rodeos to qualify for the circuit finals. So I kind of quit going. But uh, I know the one year, either first or second year, he qualified too, but he didn't go out that year. So it must have been after that where he went out. Yeah. And where was in in El Paso? That was the NARC finals. Yes, the, the North NARC American finals. Rodeo Commission. Yep. So yeah. he also qualified for the NARC finals. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. That yeah. saddle. That saddle. That saddle. One of one of two saddles that Sam won in the North America Rodeo Commission in the saddle bronc riding. Um, and for our listeners, we're pointing at a saddle that's uh, mounted up on the wall uh, over my left shoulder. Um, beautiful saddle, by the way. And so so how many circuit final championships, how many circuits championships did he win? I have I no clue. Yeah, yeah. All I know is there are buckets and buckets of buckles. There yeah. are saddles everywhere that... Yeah. Just, it would take hours to go through them all and just really? figure out what all he actually won. Okay. 
He's got so many of them. It's yeah. crazy. And then Pocatello. How did he do? Do you remember? Did any any of the facts I didn't go to that? Pocatello with didn't him. Didn't go? No. Uh, Lewis was a baby. So, um, yeah, okay. Pocatello was off the radar for me. Uh, we went to El Paso. You did? You know, to yep. the NARC finals. Mm-hmm. Qualified there once? Twice, I believe. Twice? He probably qualified every year they had yeah. the NARC finals. Yeah. Okay. And because uh, they took the top three guys from every association that okay. was okay. a part of that. So, uh, yeah, he probably qualified every time they had one. And what do you remember about the NARC finals? So this would be early 90s as well, right? 93, 94? What's that say? 93. 93. So 93, he would have been out that there. You, the you guys went second. to the NARC finals. It must have been 92 is the other one. I, I don't know. You it had, was a, it was were yours consecutive, time. Sam? I don't, I don't think remember. so. I, I don't remember. Yeah. Okay. We're, we're going back. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. a long time. Well, this one's stamped 93, so we know that one for sure. So so what do you remember about the NARC finals in El Paso? Had a blast. <laughs> yeah. What was fun about it? Oh, everything. Yeah. You got to go, you know, across the border. You you know, you got all kinds of... We got the best chess set ever. You know, everything's $5. You know... <laughs> <laughs> you know, just like great shopping, yeah. and it, and the horses were good. And actually, his horse hit a wall and kind of collapsed it and on him, I believe, on that one. Um, I don't know if he got hurt bad, but I don't. I don't even know if he he probably drew a paycheck, but I don't remember. Um, it was too long ago. Okay, too long, but it was we're a great time. Back. We all we all enjoyed it. It's hard to believe it. That's 30 years ago. That's 30 years yes. ago. You're, yeah. you're exactly right. So when did Fred retire from the bareback ride? When he was 40 years old. 40 years old. And the decision was because... He slowed down and he knew it. He did. He could still ride real well, but he felt he wasn't as, as strong. Yeah. And he felt he was, he was a little slower. Yeah. And he did not want to... Um, he wanted to to stop his career on a good note when okay. he was still on top of his game. 40 years old. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think the last year he went to the AFR finals was in 2000, 2000, 2001. It was the last year that – what was the last year that they had at Harrisburg? I, I don't know. But uh, that, that wouldn't was, be that was far the, off. Of, that yeah. was the last year he went. That was when he went. Yeah, that it would have been 2001. Yeah, it would have been in that in that time period for sure. And, and you know, rightfully so. I noticed when I got to be 35, it started the reflexes were slower. You know, and yeah. here, you know, you can still ride good, everything worked, but sitting in the box if a horse flipped on you, you know, before you used to say, oh, you're standing next to him. Now it's like, oh shit, this is gonna hurt. You yeah, know? yeah. It just you lost that zip and. Yeah. Uh, so, and you know Fred's seeing that too. Like, you got hurt, Kenny, Kenny Phillips yeah. got hurt. You know, and it's not that he was afraid of getting hurt, but those those things started to matter. Yeah. When he was getting a little bit older. Yeah. You know, they just matter more. Yeah. Did he have any major? I know broke the leg in Pennsylvania. Any other major kind of injuries while he was riding? Didn't he have a T post go up go through his arm? Had a deal. Well, that was the same day that, that the horse tried to jump out of the arena um, and broke his leg. Okay. Um, so he broke his leg real bad. He broke his hip, too. I remembered that, and that was at the, the pickup man did that. The, yeah, the pickup man did that. I don't remember where it was at, but I remember 
it might have been the last year he rode at the AFR finals. I remember him saying that was the only time I ever seen him not get a score was he, I remember him saying if the horse goes to the right, I'm okay. If it goes to the left, I think it was because his hip was was oh, out there. And, oh, he was riding injured at that yeah, point. Oh. Yeah, he had a broken hip. Oh, my. Like, and, uh, and I remember that horse jumped out there, and it turned back and started spinning. It, it went the wrong direction, and I remember he had a double grab. That was the only time I ever seen him not be able to finish a ride off. Oh, wow. That was the only time. Oh, wow. Yeah, you didn't see that too often. No, but he did pick – but I think – how many rounds were at the AFR? Was it three? Three. So he, yep. he picked up a check two out of the three. Yeah. At that. Yeah. But yeah, that was that was I remember that one. And any injuries after he retired that were nagging or he, he was pretty healthy? Mm, no, he always complained about being sore. Okay. I nearly got him killed years, you know, with my bucking bulls twice. Um after when after uh that I was getting into the bulls, and yeah. then he wanted he needed he knew I needed to have something yeah um to fall back on and have a career at. So he started working on doing some Christian outreach rodeos, and then I really loved the bulls. That was my thing. Everybody wondered why don't you ride Bronx like your dad? I don't know. I just love bulls. Yeah, that was my my yeah. forte. Yeah, and so I started getting into the bulls, and we started doing rodeos. And yeah, one of my bulls, two occasions, one got him hooked him in the back pens, oh, busted my. his ribs, beat oh, him up wow. in Tennessee. And then, uh, not too long ago, might have been 2018, another one of my bulls that normally loads like a champ, for some reason this day, he just didn't, and he caught him up against the panels and fractured his spine in a couple places and broke really? broke his ribs and punctured his lung. And Holy cow. Yeah. Wasn't a good deal. Okay. And then, then a bunch of panels fell on him. Actually, before that, before that bull broke his fractured his spine and punctured his lung in february we were setting up a a bull riding pen at an indoor arena and a bunch of our ww panels were somehow they got cocked funny or whatever but i remember i was on the other side of the trailer we were they getting were ready on to un- the trailer they were standing up on ones. the trailer and uh, we were getting ready to unload them and uh i remember saying is everything clear over on that side and, and i didn't hear nothing and i was talking to a buddy of mine as we were getting ready to unload and he says i heard dad yell trip the latch trip the latch well instead of i should have yelled and said is everything clear but i just heard dad say trip the latch so i hit that latch on that rapid strap or on that ratchet strap yeah and them panels just popped off that trailer and like 10 of them he oh there was another guy there and he said he tried to push the one boy out of the way but 10 of them fell on top of him Holy and God. that was that was one time where i like when i when i when they picked them panels off him and i grabbed him and i drug him out from under there i looked at my buddy and i'm like i just killed my dad wow. like i really thought and even he said he says guys i think i'm dying that scared the living daylights out of me i thought i killed him just then and he's like, it wasn't your fault. He said, I tripped the latch. But t- to this day, I still feel like it was, I should have just asked one more time before I popped that latch. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so yeah, he had he had worse injuries after he retired from wow. riding bucking horses wow. than he did when he rode bucking horses. Oh my goodness. Thanks, son. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Those arenas are so dangerous. Oh yeah. man, they are. So, so dangerous. Even, you know, I... Very lucky. We only hurt a guy or two through the years I was yeah, doing it. But yeah. uh, some wrestling team, here we go back to wrestling. Yeah. 
a wrestling team, they, they wanted me to donate money to it. And I said, well, are they here? We'll put them to work. Well, that was a dumb mistake because, of course, one of them got hurt. Right, and uh, I ended up paying the hospital bill or something, you know. It cost yeah. me a lot of money. I should have. But, uh, well, actually, I think I ran it through insurance. It might yeah. be the first time I ever did insurance but right. it is that steel is so so dangerous well, we were oh, talking man. about yeah. 150 pounds each something maybe? like that and he had 10 there was 10 they were the tw- big 12 foot w's and yeah there was 10 of them in that pile that came off caught him upper up, up chest and everything uh, when i got to him he was kind of like on his side with like face down oh my when i got when i come running around and when as soon as they they i i popped it was like slow motion i popped it and i looked up and i looked i could see them they just started going and when they hit i just knew that i just had that feeling that something i just knew somebody was underneath it okay and when i come running around the corner he was underneath it and they picked him up real quick and i Got him and drug him out. Was it just him or did the other guy get? No, the other guy got pushed. He pushed him out of the way. He got him out because it was a bigger guy. He's really strong and he was able to lift those panels enough for Lewis to drag Freddie out. Them guys got them panels off him quick, and then I got him out from under there. And oh wow, yeah, scary. So ever since Dad was always kind of, except for that day. Normally he 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 always used to be like really finicky about that. Like you didn't leave a panel leaning up against a pa- uh, leaning anywhere without tying it yeah and especially after that happened after that happened it was like there ain't a panel around our place that's leaned somewhere that's not tied or fastened anymore because stuff like that happens wow. yeah it's always scared me if it weren't tied a little kid would start climbing up and it fall on a little kid and well, that, that really happened to him. me at the afr finals one year i don't know if you remember this but keith isley was going to have me go out and do a skit with him for one of the openings and uh dad was with me in a barrel someone's barrel horse did something and there was a stack of panels back there and they hit them panels and they they fell on us too there wasn't as many but dad like kind of took the brunt of it he shielded me a little bit but we were they were still we were under them Lewis is on like two or three yeah i was just a little guy guy. yeah see that that's always scared me absolutely yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. wow and took a while to when when would this accident happen with the gates and everything 2018. Oh, wow. February of 2018. It's actually the year he was diagnosed with cancer. cancer. Not that long ago. My goodness, I had no idea. So how long to recover from that accident? So he got the panels fell off him, fell on him in February. Yeah. He goes through. He's there. He's at the bull riding the next weekend. You know, he's hurting like a a son of a gun, but he's still there doing cowboy church. Yeah. Goes through the spring, first rodeo of the year. It's our best, biggest rodeo that we're, I was doing that summer. It was in Moravia, New York. Started with the bull riding, and that's when that bull got him. He was loading them bulls up for the first round, and that son of a gun just don't know why, but he just bulls are bulls, and yeah. and he didn't even get him down on the ground and maul him. He just dad was up on the panel, but just the way he got up he got his head up there he just caught him just right and just fractured his spine punctured punctured his lung broke all them ribs um and that was that day because he had they had to take him to the hospital yeah that day i really realized how important dad was because when he was gone we were on our own and it just went to shambles i didn't realize 
I mean, I'll say it this day, it was the worst performance I ever did because it was like nobody knew what to do. Yeah. Dad ran yeah. everything. Yeah. Like he could, yeah. he had, he knew where to put everybody. He knew how everything had to go. And he if was he seen, everywhere. yeah, and if he seen something needed to be done, he did it. Yeah. So I went from just having to be an announcer to I had to announce, I had to pick up, I had to <laughs> steer everybody from the announcer stand. Yeah. Um, yeah. That really taught me a lot on how much my dad actually yeah. did. Yeah, for sure. But and and your rodeo company, Crossover the Line Rodeo Company. Mm-hmm. When did you start that? Tell us a little bit of background there. Dad started that years ago, and his, his the brand came from. Um, you have to, because Dad was a Dad's like one thing about my dad. I know now that he's in heaven he he was a very strong christian believer absolutely i mean big yes. time strong in it yes and uh his brand came from it's a cross with a line underneath it and you have to it went off across over the line because you got to take a step across the line um there's two sides you got to mm-hmm. step across the line to mm-hmm. to salvation otherwise make a decision make a decision make yep a decision. make a decision yep. so he came up with that and then when i was growing up we always had team pennings um and there were some local kids that wanted to learn how to ride bulls or whatever, and they would get on steers. Dad built a buck and shoot, wooden buck and shoot. We'd buck a horse every once in a while. And then I started getting older and started to wanted to do the bulls more. So, And you rode bulls for a bit. Yeah. And you team roped. Mm-hmm. And you team roped with your pop quite a bit. Yep. And I remember that when I was announcing you guys would come in. What years would that be when you guys were – I mean, you were hauling. That's what you were doing. You were team roping. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, man, I was probably six years old when I entered, me and dad entered our first rodeo together. I was little. Yeah. I remember I was four when I picked up my first rope because it was at Cheyenne, Wyoming. Okay. At the front Cheyenne days. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, we roped a lot. But I liked riding bulls way more than I liked roping. Okay. I liked riding bulls a lot better. Yeah. I felt like I was, I mean, I've said I was a good roper. Because you uh, were. And he always said I was a good bull rider too, but I didn't, I just liked it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I get blessed every once in a while and catch something or, or ride one, but yeah, I just liked owning them. Yeah. It was His fun. dad wanted him to rope. He, he wanted me to want rope. He riding bulls. Yeah. Yeah. That's why the rodeo company came in because he did not want him to follow that path. He okay. wanted him to have the business end. Okay, and you got in the business end really young. Pretty much. I mean, he did. We did our first Christian rodeo in 1999 with Jack Mentier, and that was at a that was at a church in downtown Rochester. We did the rodeo on the church parking lot. That was the first one, and then right we had the a, city. right in the city. Oh wow. And we had a couple small little youth group rodeos that we would do at the house. And then, it, and then I think, I don't remember when it was, but we did another rodeo. And uh, it just kind of slowly started growing from there. And then he was, yeah, we didn't do a lot. We just did a few road shows, excuse me, every once in a while. But I always had, I started getting into the bulls because I was starting to ride, and so I had practice bulls to get on. We did Cowboy Church, so we had some practice bulls for the kids to get on. Okay. So I would ride every week. And then uh, I'm trying to think when it really took off. But, oh, and then Joan Worse had her, her annual rodeo in August, so Dad got some. He went there one time. They had a televised event at that Christian rodeo. She asked Dad to come ride for her, ride bucking horse. And so we went. 
and she had it televised, and he got on this bucking horse, and the sucker, like, pleasure loped. Yeah. And it was on live TV, and he's yeah. like, you know, he's like, he told Joan, he's like, I can get you some horses that'll buck a little bit better. Yeah. So he got some bucking horses for the next year, so okay. then he brought the bucking horses, and then I had the bulls, and we started doing it, and it just kind of escalated from there, and then we got hooked up in um, Alden, New York, and started doing a weekly rodeo there at my grandma's old bowling lanes behind the lanes and then we got covid stopped us for one year yeah and then the next year we went to the church on broadway street and then we've been doing it there for three years now you have been yep, okay three years now and it's a weekly rodeo it's a weekly rodeo yep starts off when uh memorial day weekend the labor day weekend wow every saturday night yeah. and it is grown tremendously yeah like huge so it's gotten really good full rodeo barrels team rope and all that it's mainly bulls and barrels right now okay mainly bulls okay. and barrels that works right yep man that works you bet um and what do you what are you drawing for bull riders how many bull riders typically are you getting we never have to call them is that right I, we get so many bull riders last set this past sunday we bucked 55 bulls last sunday at our practice pen um, last year, we estimated that we bucked over 2,000 bulls throughout the year. Really? And for up in this part of the country, that's a lot of bulls. Okay. I think we may have bucked more bulls than anybody has, I think. Yeah. yeah. I would, I What's think. exciting, and Fred really liked this part, is um, we're attracting a lot of uh, uh, riders that are coming up and and wanting to do this for the first time really and yeah. then they're then they're building on it yeah and they're getting good and better and um and they're getting a good foundation under yeah. them you know yeah. and then then they're going off you know they fly like the you know yeah. like they do yeah. Yeah. but it, it it's really exciting well to me i don't know about how lewis feels but it I is love these kids they're just they're, they're young and they're excited about matching up good with good bulls and that oh, yeah. sort of yeah. thing oh, keeping yeah. them safe right it's all mm -hmm. about getting them on the right stuff right stuff and that was the i didn't realize this at the time because like when i was a kid all i wanted to do was when i was little i wanted to ride bulls you probably remember that always i know sam or probably remembers i always used to have a little fake bull rope walking around <laughs> the bucking sheets and stuff what? <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What story? Lewis, all Lewis needed, you know, when he was little, is a little cigar like Matt Dryden. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember him at Yeah, Attica? I remember Matt. <laughs> well, Lewis was like that, you know, because he, he'd get behind those shoots with you guys, you know, and, he'd, and you'd let, you were kind enough at Attica to let Lewis bring a couple of his... What did you bring him for the junior? Junior, oh, wow! I yeah. forgot all oh, about he that. Oh, yeah. he was Mister. He was Mister Contractor, and <laughs> yeah, oh, Doug he was, didn't help out with that. Oh. He's—I remember he brought me out in the middle of the arena. Did I really? You did. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Did no. I give you a microphone and ask you to not speak? Not then. Not no. then. No. 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 Uh, Lewis realized his niche in life, though. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. My dad wanted me to rope too, so there you oh, go. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> well, not only did Lewis love the 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 spotlight, so to speak, but he loved that whole contractor like oh for bull sure owner oh, yeah. thing. absolutely and i'm understanding that i do understand that now because oddly enough i have three of my own now she's got you three you bulls. own three bulls I yourself own, yes okay what are their names uh zinger inky and um piggy bank piggy bank piggy bank yeah okay. piggy bank was my first one yeah yeah if okay. you would have asked me a year ago 
that if that my mom was going to get into the Buck and Bulls, I'd have said go pick the lottery because it's not going to happen. <laughs> it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And she, had gum, she picked good bulls. Yeah. Like just yeah. they didn't. She didn't even see them buck yet. She says I picked that one and I picked that one and I picked that one. Yeah. Not all in the same day. Not all in the same day. Yeah. She picked yeah. the first, the piggy bank bull, and then ugliest in the, one in the herd. Ugliest, the smallest. He looked like a pig. Yeah. Yeah. He had a pig <laughs> yeah. face. Yeah. And, and that's so strange because I really didn't care about it, you know, flanking them and all that. You, you got, when I quit riding, you got to enjoy it. But it it was, you know, later on before I really cared about, I wanted the show to be great. I, it, everything else was immaterial. And uh, the only time it got fun was when I went other places that, you just hauled the stock to instead of, you know, the St. Ted's and the finals and things like that. But until then, it wasn't fight. It wasn't fun because I'm not saying it wasn't fun doing the rodeos, but it was a business that I didn't worry about anything else, but yep. that at the time. Yep. yep. See right now, I love putting on the show. Okay. That is like that. When I love it. I love being on the, I love being on the microphone. I love yep. announcing it. Yep. I love watching my crew. I've got like a the crew of guys I got that help us out are just phenomenal. Yeah, they are. Um, they're incredible guys. Yeah. So yeah, we had a, a great bunch of guys that that helped us out with all the events and like I said, my crew that the crew that we we got was just phenomenal. The they it got to where I didn't have to worry about anything. You know, I knew that they would take care of it. Um, one of the guys one of the guys particular. Uh, as a boy that we met when we were down in Florida, um, I don't even remember what year it was. It had been twenty. Well, the summer was twenty three, so it had been this twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. Yeah, I think it's twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. I think it was. Yeah, probably the the spring of twenty one. Oh, it had was... been the spring of twenty one because yeah, it had been twenty one. We met him when we were down in Florida doing a, a winter tour down there. Mm-hmm. This boy showed up to the practice pen. The team rope and practice plan because where we were doing the bull ridings, I had team rope and practice, and uh, he showed up and he's riding this little bay horse and he yells really loud. He goes, "Hey, who's the guy that's got all the bucking bulls down here?" And I was like, "Well, that's me." And uh, his name was Dylan Burcham, and we just he he we just became good friends. And he's like, "Hey, you want to you need any help with the bull ridings and stuff?" I was like, "Yeah, I mean, come on out." So he told me he worked at a sale barn and he came and helped in the back pens and stuff, and then. Um, he's just a good hand and one of the boys got hurt during a bull ride and then he kind of left the back pens and ran out there to help the other bullfighter. And then he asked me if I cared if he'd fight bulls. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, sure. Go ahead. And I wish I never would have done that because then I lost my back pen, man. Uh, he started fighting bulls for me. So he fought bulls for me all winter down in Florida. And then he came up for a visit in the summer, fought a couple shows. And then when dad was getting, you know, a lot sicker. I called Dylan up in the spring or winter and I was like, Hey man, he's I was like, I need some, would you be willing to come up here and stay at the ranch and help me with stuff? And, uh, he's like, yeah, he's like, he, I'll come up here. So he came up and stayed at the house. He helped me with so much stuff. I mean, just everything I needed help with. Cause me and dad did everything together. Yeah. Like day in and day out. That was, we were together all the time working together. So when dad got sick and he wasn't able to do that, I was all on my own. But Dylan, he came up and he started helping me and um, just he was my right-hand man all summer. And not only was he good with working all the bulls, but he was a good, he's a good bullfighter. 
Yeah. So he comes from Hungerford, Texas. This is where he originally is from. Really? Yep. Hungerford, Texas. You meet him in Florida. Meet him in Florida. He comes to New York. Yep. And fought bulls for you. Fought bulls for me. Yep. I, I saw this on Facebook. He he posted about it. Yeah. So excellent. Excellent. Yep. Now, Good. Oh, I'm sorry. No, go uh, Where in Florida was he from? He was staying near Ocala. He was working a sale barn down there in Ocala, and we were set up doing our, our cowboy church bull riding deal in uh, Micanopy, Florida, at a little uh, roping pen that was there. Home of Hollywood. Home of Hollywood. Yes. Absolutely. Right down the road from Hollywood. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So. A, a neat little town. If, you, if people haven't been there to that town, it is the coolest thing. I, uh, it's where they did the movie uh, Back to the Future. Oh, really? Yeah. That's that, where they shot it. That's okay. where the town, that really? was the town that they shot it in. Okay. Yeah. And uh, it, uh, yeah, it I was just neat. That. I didn't yeah. know that they did the movie there either. Yeah. I love that little town, too. It's it is cool. It, it is cool. Town. I spent a day walking around it because, uh, you know, I went to see Hollywood and didn't have nothing to do, and it was beautiful. So and, when we say Hollywood, we're talking about Hollywood Harris, yeah. Cliff Harris, mm-hmm. and and he was actually on our show a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I saw the saw the podcast. Yeah, and his, yeah. And his family has a restaurant there. Like yeah, in, his in, ex-wife. In the, yes. Yeah. 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 Very nice. Oh, Kelly. Excellent. I thought his mom. No, it's his ex-wife, Kelly. Oh. Okay. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Small world, is small it? Small world. Is. Yep. So Dylan came north. Fought bulls. He gonna keep fighting for you. What are you gonna do? I'm trying to get him to keep fighting for me. I'm I'm afraid he's he's trying. He wants to. He really wants to get his PRCA card and he wants to try to make the NFR. See, there's and another starter cowboy. There's that's, another that's one that's gonna fly the nest. Absolutely. You know? Well, they do. Right. I we can't know. hold them back. I, I know. I try. <laughs> Sam sells his rodeo stock contracting business because you can't hold your I uh, know. hold the boys back. They they got to go compete. Yep. They got to go live. Well, that's right? what you brought him up for. That's what you brought him up yep. for. You know. Let's face. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And I don't have to like it. No. No. That's true. <laughs> that is absolutely true. You don't have to like it, but there's something to be rather enthused about and proud about. Absolutely. When somebody fights for you and and gets some miles in yep. your arena. Yes. You bet. If yeah. he goes on and does well, you bet. You will like it. You I bet. will be very proud of it. Oh yeah. I'm even if even if he didn't, um, man, I'm proud of the guy. I mean, he's just a he's a good dude. He's a good man. Yeah. He's right. he's one of them guys that when you talk cowboy, yeah, he's cowboy. And he will if he tells you he's gonna do something, even if he doesn't like it, yeah. he will do it. Yeah. He will still do out and do it. He and lives by the code. He does. Yep, he really does. He helped me with everything. When I did my bull schools, he was helping me with the bull schools. He's just, you know, yeah, always just right there doing it that's so important to have the only thing he didn't do he yeah. would not clean that camper for he me. wouldn't clean the oh, camper no no he drove me crazy yeah but typical guy typical cowboy <laughs> some things guy. never change some things <laughs> never change that's exactly yes. right well big shout out to dylan yep great job and uh really appreciate you coming north and helping and Hope you come back again definitely yeah i'll remember his name yeah i'm pretty sure someone's gonna see him yeah, going down the road pretty soon because he's he's got a lot of talent. He's got a lot of talent. And you're announcing on the stand for the yep. most part. Okay. Yeah. Now a little bit of backstory here. Okay. Um, and this is my personal memory, and it's one of my favorite memories. I think of announcing. Uh, it was I was towards the end of my career, probably 2018, probably um, Brookville, Pennsylvania. And I don't know how we made it work. 
I saw Lewis and I said, Lewis, you need to come up on this stand, hand you the microphone, and away we went. Do you mm-hmm. remember that? Oh, yeah. And you and I co-announced that rodeo. Yep. High point of my career. Just Mine too. so fun. Yep. Yeah. Mine too. I, I ever tell. since I was little, like, because <clears throat> I don't know how I got to where I was talking on the mic. Like, I was dad, when we did a little rodeo at the house, I was like, yeah, talked a lot. <laughs> yeah. But Get it's it more her. than just talking a lot. It's talking about the right stuff. Right. And and I got to listen to you all the time. And then I would listen to a lot of other guys. There, there was four people that I really took a lot from. Like Donnie Gay was one of them. I, I saw him on TV a lot. Yep. Heard him a lot. Yep. Um, so I, I would, when I was little, pretending to be a bull rider or whatever, I would be my own announcer. And, of course, Donnie Gay was on TV. So I, and, and then so it was Donnie Gay, uh, uh, Norman Edwards picked up a lot from him yep and then uh jerry bellis yep yep loved jerry great loved listening to him. rodeo announcer but the guy i learned the most and who was my hero was was you i mean <laughs> you were you were the man yeah. and so when i got to announce that rodeo with you i was on cloud nine yeah wonderful no that was, that was that was absolutely well great. i would be there going you don't want to sound like that you don't want to sound like that but you want to sound like doug <laughs> you want to sound like doug you know <laughs> Well, it is so apparent when I when I hear you talk, even now, I mean, just the pure love of the sport, and that's genuine, and that comes through when you announce. Yep. Right? That You can't fake that. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the genuineness that, that, adds, to, that adds to, you know, your voice. Yep. You, you, people just pick it up. Yeah. You got to really like it. You got to be having a good time. Yeah. And, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. It's... I have a good time when I do it at shows, and there are times where it's really tough. Yeah. Like, yeah. To, stressful. Yeah, it's stressful. Yeah. And there's times where you're like, okay, you got to just cloud out that they just put the wrong bull in the wrong pen, and now they're trying to kill each other back there. You got to forget about that, and you got to make the show roll and stuff. Yeah. And yeah. it's hard to do that. But man, I tell you, I don't. <laughs> That's where mom comes in because I'm right next to him, and I'm like, stop. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. No, I love it. Yeah, I love it. And that. and this summer was tough. This summer, summer was, was tough. tough. This summer was tough, and the show went on. It did actually. The day Dad died, we had a we had a performance okay. that day, and okay. I remember it was July first. We had a Saturday night show, yeah. and uh, he wasn't doing good. And, and I, you know, the thing about Dad was he was Dad to me was invincible, like. I've seen him in so many hard spots, and he always just came out of it. And even the first time when he got diagnosed with cancer, and they told him he only had a couple of months to go if he didn't do chemo and radiation, he's like, "I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna suffer the." With he that. made a choice not he to made do a, chemo or radiation. Yeah, and we found natural things. There was all these natural things, and through prayer and stuff, and he beat it. Like he was cancer free. Okay. Um, and then it came back, and then so when he was going downhill. Um, it, it just still, you knew that it was coming, but in the back of your head, you thought it's not going to happen because it's Fred, you know, he's yeah, yeah. The, the greatest. He was the best. Yeah. And, uh, went and called all the, my grandma came over and my aunt, dad's sister, and I went out and me and my buddies were out there catching bulls and I happened um, to stay home that day. She stayed home that I day. I said, 
He ain't doing so good today. It was it was different, you know. It was yeah. just different. And he was at the house. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, he never went anywhere. Okay. No, yeah. there was no taking him anywhere. Yeah. He was gonna stay home. Yeah. And uh, went and caught the bulls. Got them all loaded up. Came in the house and told them what bulls I was taking and stuff. And um, it's like, all right, I'm gonna went to give him a hug. And when I went, I gave him a hug and I went to leave. And he he grabbed my hand and he he pulled me in, pulled me in a little bit. And I. Uh, so I sat with him for a few more minutes and uh, talked with him. And I better be careful about this one here, or else you're gonna have to take me off. Um, and then uh, it's like, all right, I gotta. All right, bud, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna go put the show on, and I'll be back and uh, I'll see you when I get home. So I gave him a hug again and told him I loved him, and he kind of gave me the thumbs up type deal. And I left, and we went and put the rodeo on. Best performance of the year, I thought. It just it just was so great. Great crowd. Everybody had a great time. Got done with the show. Started getting the tearing things down, getting the bulls ready to load up. And to me, and he goes, "Hey, you might wanna." You might want to get these bulls loaded up and get home. And I was like, he 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 went home, didn't he? He goes, yeah, your your mom just called. So and the show, our shows in Alden, they start because we don't have arena lights, so we start at five o'clock. Show ended ended at seven o'clock. Dad, when he passed away, was at seven o'clock. Really, right at right. the end of that show. Really, and uh, yeah, that was. That was tough. Like I knew it was gonna happen, mm-hmm. um, and it was coming, mm-hmm. but uh, it just didn't sink in because it didn't sink in until I got home. When I got home, then it sunk in, and it was that was a that was the the hardest moment of of my life was when I when I walked in and um, he was gone, and then uh, the next hardest moment was because every time we went even when dad was sick them last few months and he wouldn't go we always would watch the videos back of all the bulls buck and we you know we loved doing that together and he loved picking bulls out with me that we were going to take to the shows and um the the next hardest thing was we got done bucking bulls i think the next week and i turned them bulls out and i was i was walking back i thought go back i'm gonna get the video camera go back show dad how these bulls buck and i stopped Cause it's like he's not there to watch this. Yeah, that was hard. Yeah, that was hard. Yeah, I just made mom walk out of the room. She had to go out. I'm about having to go out too. <laughs> yeah. Well, I appreciate you sharing this, and yeah, I know how important he was, and what a great man he was. Yeah. Well, thank you for this. Um, really appreciate the conversation today. Uh, boy, learn a bunch. I think our listeners going to love this show. There's one more thing I want to say about dad, though. Yeah. And this was the highlight because dad wrote he trained horses really good. But the highlight was when somebody called him up and told him they had a double humped camel that was bucking him off. And they asked if dad would train it for him. (laughs) A double hump camel. Camel. They actually brought this camel to the house for dad to ride the buck out of it. And yeah. did he? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it didn't, like, a camel doesn't buck like a horse oh, or anything like that, but. Kind of low. Cool. Yeah. Oh, do we have video? Do fun? we have pictures? That'd be better than an elephant. Yeah. We you know, might oh, have. A... Riding a camel that bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Give me a set of spurs. Yeah. That. Uh, he, cool. It was funny because 
they're bringing this camel and he's like i don't know much about a camel how they buck and he goes so he goes lou he goes you might want to saddle up johnny there johnny was one of our pickup horses yeah. and this horse wasn't scared of nothing like mm-hmm. this horse was brought run into a bull i mean do whatever he's like you That's might want to well he goes you might want <laughs> you might want to get on that horse just in case i need help yeah. out there yeah this camel unloaded off that trailer and I don't know how the other horses got wind of it, but I mean, tell you, our barn started just shaking. I mean, they were slamming stalls. I was petrified because I was on that horse, and that horse lost his mind. Really? And I was, I was scared for my life. I was like, Dad, I'm the one that needs help, not you. Nothing to do with no camel, he Nothing. says. I'm out of here. You, you take something different like that and put them in front of a horse. Oh, oh they do go nuts. Oh, Man, they do. Dude. And they, them camels stink. Buff, buffalo and... You know, yeah. something like that. They, they got just, a different smell. They, they know. They do. Yeah. They know. Yeah. Get me out of this. It's I got not to ride that camel, too. Did you get to I ride? Did. I was going to ask. Did oh, you ride the buck out of him? He, he, same day, though. You know, Yeah. what are you going to do? Yeah. A, a camel hated Friday. He kept trying to spit on him. You <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. And, and the guy says, Shell, do you want to... You want to ride the camel? And I said, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> cool. So, you know, they tell them to cushion, they sit down, yeah. they let you on. And yeah. I walked up and the camel looked at me so intelligently. And I said, look, I just want to ride you. Please don't spit on me, okay? <laughs> and he didn't. He didn't. That was great. Yeah. It was great. And these are tall animals, right? They're very, they're, soccer oh. is huge. Yeah. That'd be a long yeah. ways down. You'd hang on tight. Well, Yo, you're my. in the double hump. Oh, you sit in between the humps. Yeah, yeah that's what dad days. Oh. Oh, yeah. How can this thing buck you off? You, yeah. You're squeezed in yeah. there perfectly. You're in good. He, he was like, after he rode him, he's like, I was going to take him down the road. He says, but I was too afraid I might get shot at riding that thing down the street <laughs> yeah. where we live. There's a bunch of hillbillies out there. So. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah was, that was one was of the fun. highlights there. It was a good Riding time. the camel. Riding yep. the buck out of the camel. Yep. We should get a t-shirt made. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Be well, careful how you say it. Yeah, be careful how you say it. Be real clear in your enunciation as you talk here. Um, so thank you guys. This has been a hoot, right? Yeah, and thank for you us. for your yeah. sharing and and the stories and gosh, the learning you know that I walk away with. Uh, I really appreciate this. So oh, thank, thank you so much for having us on. Yeah, yeah. Another highlight for me. There you go. I got two greats you know, on know, each Dave side of these Martin, tables to sit Dave with. Dave Martin used to say, said one time, too, Fred was a real cowboy. He was the real deal because if a horse needed to be shot or trimmed, he did it. A tea floating, he did it. Yeah. Gelding, he did it. Yeah. Uh, training, he did it. You know, he just, if it had to do with a horse, Fred could do it. Okay. But bucking horses were his passion. Bucking horses were his passion. Absolutely. Absolutely. What a great story. To our listeners, we hope that you enjoy our conversation about the past and the future of this rodeo family. And, of course, about Fred Backless and his story, his legacy that he has left behind. And if you do, please share it with your friends. Uh, To make your listening easier, you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, YouTube. Search for Beyond the Shoots and follow us. Remember, check out the New York State Rodeo Museum Facebook group page and become a member. And we got a website, Cross Over the Line. Yep, Cross Over Line Rodeo Company on YouTube, yep. uh, Facebook, and Instagram. Check them out. The, the links to all the uh, all the uh, sites that uh, Lewis just talked about will be in our notes. And we'd like to say thank you to Parasite Systems for their support with our podcast. And you can find them at ParasiteSystems.com. And we've got a coupon that you can use to get your test kits 
It is BTC023 for 50% off your test kits. So check them out, ParasiteSystems.com. This is Beyond the Shoots with Michelle Backless, Sam Schwaringen, Lewis Backless. Until next time, this is Doug Simcox. Thank you for listening.